Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Live commentaries and podcasts. This is Rebel Yell from the WFC Supporters Association. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Welcome to episode three of the Rebel Yell podcast. Firstly, starting it off on a bit of a sombre note, because we have to remember Steve Hoare, who passed away sadly within this month, September. Top guy for the club, guys, don't we agree? Um, I, I will miss him extremely. His son, Marcus, is a great advocate for the club photography. And also, you know, he's a Charlton fan, which is my other team, and it was always nice to talk. But it's been a struggle. I know, Pete, you, 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 you were holding back tears on the commentary when they honoured him, and Spence, I'm sure you were the same. But... Um, top guy wasn't he and he would be sorely missed by us all definitely and people forget you know he's been coaching at the club as well for quite a few years as well as doing the tannoy so yeah he will be sorely missed and such a gentleman around the club as well a chap you can yeah, speak to yeah worthing for and through but you know what a brilliant tribute at the uh mm-hmm. at corinthians match and all, all of the all of the youth teams lined up alongside the pitch it was a yeah it was a brilliant tribute very touching, touching tribute to a top guy and you know Marcus and the family. We wish you all the best and uh, you know Steve. Steve will be honoured, I'm sure, in the correct way at Worthing. And um, all the best, Steve, and all the best of family. Uh, we're thinking of you all, guys. Anyway, moving on to um, football. We've had a bit of football. We haven't had much football this time. Not caused by uh, COVID, but caused by fuel shortages and FA Cup replays and stuff, which has already caused us to have three games since we last recorded the podcast. And um, the annoying thing that I want to say is that bloody Pete, smart ass, he said he'd get four wins out of four, but he got three wins out of three. So I think he wins our, our wager, doesn't he, Spence? Yeah, mind you though, I think I said, I think I might say three wins in a draw. So, uh, oh, so you're eradicating yeah, that draw I'll, as the one, I'll, the last I'll, one, yeah. Yeah, I'll claim the three wins, three wins. And Pete's just I'll sitting there, that. very smug, Pete. Um, but what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm having it. Uh, he's, not, I mean, he's very sorry. But I mean, to be fair, guys, I mean, obviously, we, you know, we all take it to heart. You know, we're all very passionate about it. And at the end of the last podcast, and you can probably tell throughout in the commentary before, it was a very frustrating month of um, August. But Pete, you said it's not all over. It's very early days. And look where we are. I don't know if we're sit, still sitting second at the table, but we were sitting up there second when that last time we played. But we are still, even with other yeah, results we're going second, on. Second as per recording. There we go. So um, we're still we're still up there. And Pete, you know, well, let's all listen to Pete from now on. He could be sort of my counsellor because he sort of de-stressed and said, it will be all right. As a song they play out, every little thing will be all right. Um, this, I think this is the whole thing with this league is you just, you know, you put a run of wins together and it's early days anyway. Um, and you, you're going to jump. You're going to jump up the, up the table yeah. and... That's exactly what we've done. And there was a lot of moans and people going, oh, it's not a great start, blah, blah. And you're like, we've only played four games. 
give him a chance. The, 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 tab- the table's so tight, I think it's two points. Between us in second and Margate in about 10th, I think. Yeah, so, very early time. days. But I think it's, but as you both said, you know, this season, I think, Spencer, you've said it quite a few times when we had a drink after the games. Like, this is going to be no, not one runaway this season. It's going to be a very tight. There'll nah. be a few teams up there. There'll be a few it's teams wide open. Um, But I think it was, as, as the thing, as we said, it was just the fact that we had no football for so long. We were doing so well the previous two seasons. And when you kind of think we've held the team, we've improved in certain areas, but we're not getting the results. And uh, that pure frustration on the cup exit, which we recorded, I think, the day after the cup exit, it was um, it was just frustration. But it's it's gone from, from frustration to elation in one 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 game, really. Yeah, and, and we're grinding out results. You know, the Corinthians game, that 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 you know turns on a penalty in the the ninetieth minute. That, that was two points gained mm. without shadow of a doubt. You know, it's in it's games like that, results like that can make a difference coming into the season. I think it was uh, what what we say is a bit of housery because I know we listened to Pete as I was away with work. He was saying, um, we did, we, I don't think we deserved the win out of that game. It wasn't a great game. It was quite a boring game, but 90th minute penalty and a win's a win at the end of the day. Yeah, take it all day long. Yeah, that's that's all that matters. And you know, the the other game, the game before against Leatherhead, we you know we played them off the park, um, yeah. and you could probably say the same. Although Forex scored uh, twice against us, you know, it was a pretty good performance in that game. I think Corinthians just know they've got a game plan against us, and it seems to work. Yeah. So finally, you know, we've got a, a last minute goal which we needed, which was which very well celebrated by the fans. I think. Uh, I'm not. I'm not surprised. But Pete, Pete and Spencer, would you have taken that last-minute win against Corinthians to get revenge, or would you have taken the next round of the cup, which we could have been possibly in the fourth qualifying round now, a bit more money? It's one of those. I mean, obviously, points are points. So you want the promotion, but would you like to be a cup glory? Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll always, I'll cup always run. go for points in the league. So there you go, balance. Yeah, I'll go for the points <laughs> in the league. Although I, I would have liked to cover them. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, Pete, Pete just wants to get our first round uh, against someone in League One and be up to go up to Notts County or something, see his arch rivals of the Forest sit in the booth or something like that in the league. No, and... no, 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 knowing our luck, we'd get through to the first round of the cup and get like Lewis at home or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would have been awful, wouldn't it? But the um, I think, is it the Sussex Cup is drawn in the next few days, I think? It was drawn yesterday, uh, the first round, and we've got to buy through to the second round. Okay, fantastic. So, so we, we come in the next round. So that'll be uh, interesting to see. It'll probably be, as you say, a Lewis or a... I mean, we want, we want to say Bogner or Lewis to the final, I think, don't we? <laughs> Hopefully it goes that far. No, it does exactly. But I mean, to go through those, <laughs> to go through those um, results, we got uh, this month three-two versus East Thurrock, a great comeback um, after being playing pretty poor for that game. And then, as Pete said, the four-nil drubbing of Leatherhead, and it probably could have been a lot more. And and then the one-nil versus Corinthians, which is our revenge. But as we say, the fuel shortage is when we're recording, which I'm hoping is starting to ease off now, has caused us to miss out our trip to where were we going on Tuesday? We were meant to be playing. Was it at home? It was versus Merston, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, and um, um, and I think there was a bit of bit of something going on there because basically they had Hereford in the cup the weekend. No, oh, it was gamesmanship, yeah. as you said, didn't you? It's mm. not, it's it's not right. Like, I mean, you saw ga- matches it's... like um, Horsham versus Leverhead coming off, and that's about a twenty minute journey, twenty five yeah. minute journey. Nas- National yeah. League game, National League games were going on. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's and, and they're travelling up the country, and you're like, well, hold on a minute, you're only at the top of the M23. <laughs> Yeah, it was that, like it was like in it, in the south. It was um, home bay against Ramsgate was was postponed because of the fuel shortage, and it was how far are they apart? Miles. Yeah, fifteen Ten minutes. Miles. Yeah, yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> and most of the players probably live <laughs> live in whichever one it was yeah, where exactly. the game was taking place. Yeah, it's absolutely mental. It is crazy, but let's hope that's behind us now because, as you can say, over the past year, 18 months, two years, we're a bit sick of postponements and shortages, but who would have thought um, hysterics caused by the press and uh, the general public, mainly Southerners, it seems, rather than Northerners, causing hysterics over a fuel shortage, which never was. It's ridiculous. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought, eh? (laughs) But hey-ho. The the petrol shortage denied us of a four-star... performance yeah it would have been good to see that Hornchurch game in the hey, hey. James go. did you miss that yeah four star miss- performance yeah yeah I, I'm not I, I am younger than you guys but I still know what it is you know what I mean I let the oldies the drinking buddies talk about their old four star fuel yeah 
with his old uh, old classic car range. <laughs> Very good. Um, but yeah, I would have um, would have liked to have seen Hornchurch. It would have been a good game. But you know, fair play to them. They're quite good at cup competitions. Our Hornchurch, aren't they? You know, they've uh, they've got yeah, it's a got knack. Yeah, let's see. And they've got some big games. One more round to go till the first round. After that, so they'll be all for the play for for them, and see if any of these teams. I mean, you know, fair play. You know, they're not. This isn't a podcast about the Isthmian League, but we. I wouldn't mind seeing an Isthmian League going to round one of the FA Cup and see a game. One of our teams that we play on a weekly basis go against one of the League Two or League One teams. Weekly basis, you've been looking to play anyone for two years. Yeah, exactly. You say that. <laughs> but so far, so good. And let's hope it stays that way. Let's not jinx it because it's uh, we're getting we're getting towards it. I mean, can you believe it's already October? I can't. How how has that happened? Well, this is the annoying thing, isn't it? The season gets up and running and then all of a sudden it stops start again and you're like, hold on a minute, I thought we were past this. Yeah. Just as you're getting back into the swing. So, and then yeah, at, at, some, frustrating. At, some, at some point we'll hit a fixture pile-up, won't we? But yeah. as as you as as you quite rightly said though that these you know the Northern Premier League which is in this Trident League have done Saturday Tuesday um, since the beginning of the season they've already got I think about ten to twelve games under their belt yeah so. yeah I think it's I think it's eleven I think they're playing their twelve yeah. tomorrow and um and we're, we're on seven <laughs> yeah it it could have been much easier much, would have helped us out in the league with incidents like this. Yeah. yeah, it makes sense to get games out of the way while the weather's still okay. Mm. You know, we're not going to be affected by by pitches and the like, but we certainly can be yeah. for away yeah. games. Well, just look at the weekend. Potters Bar, Kingstonian, Potters Bar, 1-0 up. Um, game gets abandoned with 20 minutes to go because of the weather. Mm. So, And that's at this time of year. So imagine what it's going to be like in a couple of months. I just remember that Tuesday night game before the season was curtailed last year and uh, we were up at, um, not Merson, Potter's Bar and it was so touch and go, almost until kickoff that the match was going to be played and we made the journey. Luckily it was played and we ended up playing poorly that day, but we won 2-1, I think it was, uh, or 3-2 or something, but we pulled it back. But, you know, this is what's going to happen over the course of this weather because it's definitely turning, guys. I've noticed uh, I've put my jumper on today and Spencer, you're wearing your hoodie right now. I know. I've got, I've got, I've got jeans on. It's a pair of jeans on. I think first time since about March. So, so you've sewn, you've sewn, <laughs> you've, you've sewn the bit you chopped off back onto your jean shorts that you're often wearing at a match day, yeah. Yeah. Oh, good man. Zip, good man. zip the bottoms back on. Very good. Very like those Adidas trackies back in the day, or the no, they were button poppers at the side, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, those ones. But um, normally, guys, we we have Adam join us, Adam Hinchwood, the manager. But unfortunately, just due to prior commitments, he's unable to speak to us for this edition of the podcast. But we look forward to having him back there again very soon. Um, guys, I think we should move on to the women's team. Uh, we've got John coming up on the podcast. And also Sarah Tubby, who's going to speak to us, one of the players. Um, Spencer's wife, Gina, obviously joined us as the women's correspondent. And uh, we'll speak to them in a little bit. But they've had a, I'd say, well, 75% of the month has been brilliant. 25% was poor. And that was that 8-0 drubbing <laughs> against Ashford. Um, Ashford, wasn't it? Mm. No, it's Ashford. Ashford, 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 Ashford yeah. Aylesford, we beat 6-1. They appear to be a team on a different level, so I don't think you can look at our performance. You know, no, I was at the game. Yeah. They, they, they look at our performance. That's it. And they won 25-0 of the weekend. 25-0? In the cup, yeah. Blimey hell. So, so I think they're quite a good team. So I think yeah. they're going to be the team that are going to be the ones to beat this season. They're the ones that are going to probably get promotion already. We could say that if they're yeah. spanking out results like that. But saying that, though, you look at the women's team, you know, first team under a new manager and together you've got 2-1 Fulham we beat, which I think is a big result. You know, knowing what Fulham are, mm-hmm. Premier, uh, are they Premier League at the moment or are they Championship? I can't remember. They're, 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 yeah. they're a Championship. Yeah, they're up, down, up, down every year, aren't they? So you can never keep traps. So they're a Championship with lots of investment and they beat the women's team 2-1. Yeah, but you know, like you know, John's brought a lot of players with him from from Lewis from a from a higher level. So you know, it's um, you know, players from a higher level, and I think it's lifted lifted the players and the squad that they've got mm-hmm. to to another level. It's, it's pretty good, and you know, I think the results are coming out. And I know after speaking to Ellen Newman and Chloe Lelliot, they were saying, you know, if we're in and around the playoffs, in and around the top of the league by the end of the year, we'd be happy. And um, you know, beating Ellsford six one. Um, and Ash uh, and Fulham, and then six 0 in New Haven in the FA Cup to put them in the draw for the next round. That's a pretty successful yeah. month for well, me. The, I think the, the draw was actually made earlier today, and they've got um, Little, Littlehampton at home. 
I did like Little Hampton's Twitter account as LAFC um, or official LAFC women or something. I was like, no, you're not. You're not LA. It's not quite romantic as yeah, Los Angeles. Yeah. AFC Little Hampton. Yeah. So they're apparently quite a good team from what I've heard. I think that they just below us. I think in the leagues. Yeah. Um, well, we've we've got them at home on the 24th of October. Get down there. Three is it three quid entry? I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, hopefully, yeah, season ticket, season ticket. Oh no, not for. I was going to advertise that season ticket holders get in for free, but I don't think that's for cup games. Not for cup games, no. Not for cup games. But you got to remember that um, our men's team aren't in the FA Cup still, but the women's team are. So support them and uh, get us through to the next round. Yep, couldn't agree more. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we're here now from John and Sir Tubby. Uh, they sat down with us and talked to us about the season so far and the month of September and a little bit about Sarah. So uh, enjoy, guys. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Should we go? Should we ready? You ready? John, um, thanks for joining us again on this month's podcast. Um, four fixtures played this month, 75% record, I'll say. Happy with the month? That sounds very good. That sounds very good, 75% record. Yeah, I think the last few games have been a bit up and down. I think the consistency hasn't, hasn't quite been there at some times. We've, uh, but we scored lots of goals, mm. so it's been pretty exciting, the home games that people have come to see, yeah. so that's always a positive. Yeah, so, hi, John. Um, I think when we sort of had this conversation this time last month, we were in a very different situation. We'd had games postponed, yeah. games called out. It was just um, a bit of a joke, really, the start yeah. of the season. Things have really sort of kicked off now, yeah. really on a roll. And we've had some, you know, the, the wins that we've had have been absolutely fantastic wins, haven't they? I mean, yeah. Yeah. must be really pleased. I'm, I'm pleased, and, and probably from the interviews that, if anyone's seen them, the, the different goal scorers have been really important, that lots of different people have scored goals, um, from different variety of situations. Um, we've conceded a few too many, certainly in one game. But, um, yeah, I think I'm really pleased with how the squad's coming together, to be honest. From the distance, it doesn't look like the squad's really gelling. Like we've spoken to a couple of players already in the yeah. podcast series this season. And they were saying, obviously, it's two groups, really, you're joining together. And they've been, uh, they think, but, you know, to get some of the goals you said, I mean, I was massively impressed with Fulham. Like, yeah. I mean, it was 2-1 close victory. And, yeah. you know, they've had other sort of big goal games. But to beat a team like Fulham, who've got the backing of American owners, yeah. they've got, like, you know, they're up and down in the Premier League to Championship all time, and then, like, to beat their women's team. Yeah. So, like, such a strong result. And that must have been a massive morale boost to the yeah, it was, I think, because they've got the name of Fulham, so it's associated with a professional club. So there'd have been a bit, a bit of nervousness for the players going mm-hmm. into it. But um, like I say, they've got full-time staff who work there that people are working for the club. So they can invest a lot more energy into trying to get the players, trying to support the players, etc., than we can. But um, it probably could have been about six, five games, to be honest, with the chances that were there. So um, really pleased with them. Absolutely. And I think... We we do need to sort of mention the, the eight in the room. Yeah, the, the eight nil defeat to Ashford Town. Yeah. Obviously, they're a really strong team, um, and we we knew that was going to be a challenge before yeah. we went into that game. Yeah. How have the ladies sort of reflected on that? How's it affected morale? How's it been? I think it was quite um, obviously upsetting. I suppose disappointing. They felt ashamed afterwards, as anyone would when you've conceded that many goals and I think that's the sort of overriding thing but you know some of the players certainly the more senior players and staff have been around where sometimes you've got a thumping and you know that hasn't defined you for the whole season that is a game they were exceptional and we were exceptionally poor Um, so you try and put a line under that look at what you did do wrong maybe um, and then work for the next game that comes up so looking ahead um, obviously We've got back into league action next week. We've got um, Denham away. How are you feeling about that? Yeah, I think um, it's, again, it's an unknown. Don't know too much about Denham. Um, Looked at some of their results and obviously they haven't been um, doing what the Ashfords and the Dartfords have been doing. So I would expect it to be a close game. Um, On our travels again, so it's on a grass pitch. Um, We've played a lot of our games on on 3Gs, to be fair, but... um, it's a good one to have. And then following that, we've got uh, Salt Dean as well. So we've got two away games in a row now. And I think we, we need to really sort of talk about the uh, amazing FA Cup win yeah. um, at, at the weekend, 6-0 against New Haven, uh, into the next round uh, against uh, AFC Littlehampton. Yeah. That must be, you must feel great about that. I do. 
I think anyone um, who's played football or been involved in football, you like a bit of a cup run. So two home draws is fantastic for us. I think the game against New Haven, um, we played consistently well throughout and put a lot of pressure on them. Um, and even when we knew we were going to win the game, we still tried to play properly. We still tried to respect the opposition and we still tried to to do the right thing. So that was really, really good that we were able to do that. And again, different goal scorers uh, than we've had on some of the other games. Yeah, it's nice to see, like, you've got, obviously, the men's have gone out of the FA Cup after a replay, which was disappointing yeah. uh, at the start of September. But to have both the women's and the youth still yeah. in the FA Cup, really big for the club. Yeah, it is. I think, you know, there, there is a little bit of financial reward from it anyway. Yeah. Uh, it'd be nice to have more spectators in. Uh, but hopefully that is starting to come. I know there's a lot of work behind mm. the scenes going on to try and generate more people to come and watch us. You know, the bars open on match days, the... Obviously, the stadium's fantastic. Um, so if we can keep producing the goods on on a yeah. Sunday, that hopefully attract more people to come and watch. Fingers crossed that it's a local one as well. You might get a few more for the next round. Yeah, so they're just down the road, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah. LA, as they say. LA. Or their Twitter handle, something like AFC LA, and it's um, that makes it sound a bit more luxurious and glamorous. Than it actually is, isn't it? Yeah. Would be nice, wouldn't yeah. Um, so I think you know, just looking ahead um, for sort of the rest of this month. Um, if sort of our listeners were thinking of coming along to a game, which one would you recommend? Um, just going to say all of them. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, it, you, you want to see a bit of a local derby, don't you? So you want to see the Little Ampton one. Um, but then we've got a team that's associated with a, with a professional team as well, just after that in Millwall at home as well. So it's... Um, Halloween, Millwall. And Halloween as well. And we always like to beat Millwall, and that's Hinch's team as well. So <laughs> a little bit of a friendly rivalry. Yeah, 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 just on there. Yeah. So, at, sort of as it stands today, we've got a nice mid-table position, yeah. two games in hand yeah. when we sort of look at some of the other teams at, at the top of the table. Yeah. How are you feeling that that's going to pan out over the, sort of the next, next month or so? I'd, I'd like to think that um, we would stay in the top half, definitely. You know, we've got to target, as we, as we did Fulham, we beat them. So we've got to target some of the teams that, you perceive would be in the top end. Um, and now teams have played more games. I've been able to sort of have a, a bit better guide of, of where we're at in terms of that. Plus also it enables us to work with the players a little bit more. We've got a small squad and some of our players are very young. You know, you just look at the Ashford game. We had a, we had two 20-year-olds at full-back, a 17-year-old and an 18-year-old at centre-backs. So that gave us a challenges in itself we've got to help support those players to improve and nothing like going up against some good players to recognize what maybe you need to improve on absolutely well, we look forward to an exciting october and we'll speak to you again at the end of the month john so thank you very much good to speak to you again this is the rebel yell podcast well, we're now joined on the Rebel Yell podcast by Sarah Tubby. Welcome along, the third women's player to be on the podcast this season. Now September, 75% record. How do you think it went? I think it went quite well. Yeah. Statistics like that. I mean, yeah. 75% sounds good on paper, doesn't it? does, it? doesn't it? Yeah, into the next round of the cup. Um, a massive thrashing of um, Aylesford. Another thrashing the other way around that we won't talk about. As we, said to, yeah, as we said to John, uh, it must have been quite good to beat Fulham because that must have been a massive morale boost for the ladies. Oh, I think so far this season that's been my favourite game, yeah. definitely. It was a very, very tough. They're a really good side, very strong. Yeah. Um, and I don't think we expected them necessarily to be as tough as they were. Mm. So it was, uh, it was nice to have a competitive game that wasn't one way or the other. Mm. Um, but no, really, really good result. Yeah. Any games you're looking forward to in October, particularly? I guess the cup always must be quite exciting, especially got a massive chance against Littlehampton. Yeah, that one, but definitely uh, Salt Dean. Yeah. Salt Dean, local rivals, we yeah. love it. Yeah. Love Salt Dean. There we go. Um, really looking forward to that one. That'd be a good one. So, yeah, fantastic. Gina? So, just sort of focusing on you, can you tell us a little bit about your journey into football, how you sort of have got to where you are today? Recommended me to Brighton um, and uh, wanted to get one of their, um, not quite, I guess, scouts to come down and check me out. And they invited me to a six week trial there. Um, 
passed the six-week trial and I was at Brighton and Hive Centre of Excellence as it used to be all the way up until I was I went moved into the senior teams in the development and I was there till I was 19 I think so there for about eight and a half years then I went and played at Chichester Women for a season and then yeah came here after that. So why Worthing what appeals to you playing for Worthing? Um, It being local definitely helps Um, I think I like I like the way that it's going I like the aims that they have and that it's even it not necessarily being the highest league, the competitiveness in the leagues are really strong, really physical. Um, and I just really like uh, their kind of prospects for the future and how they want to build and get to, you know, as high a league as possible. So I think that's really appealing. So, it's, I mean, it's been a fantastic start to the season so far. How, how do you see things panning out over sort of the next few months? Um, hopefully I see it going well. Mm-hmm. Uh, fingers crossed. Um, I think... I think we've got a very good chance of, of doing well in the league. I think we can definitely be in that top bracket. Um, as long as we keep working hard and, and playing like we can do, I think we're going to be absolutely fine. Um, it's just about getting some consistency, I think. We need to get some more wins and get some good performances as well. Uh, we tend to kind of go up and down, I think, a little bit. I think if we can start and play every game as well as we know we can, I think we, we're going to do quite well. Yeah, absolutely. So for some of our listeners who perhaps haven't been to see the women's team play before, because most of the listeners to the podcast sort of, you know, for the men's team, what reason would you give to come and see Worthing women play? Uh, you know, it's exciting football. I think when you often say to people women's football, they'll think, oh, you know, it's not as physical, the quality is not as good, and they'll always use the same sort of excuses. But we can offer the same exciting, intense, uh, end-to-end football that you see in the men's game. And I think that if they gave it an opportunity, they'd actually realise that there's uh, something quite good going on. Absolutely, and plenty of goals to watch oh, as exactly. well. Especially yeah. on the weekend. And some worldies as well. Ella's goal from what? 35 yards out or something ridiculous. Does she do that in training or is that just a... Do you know what? She tries one of those every game and it just so happens to be at the weekend that it finally happens. (laughs) (laughs) And certainly when you watch the highlights, it's just goal, 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 goal. (laughs) It's really good to watch back. So if any of our listeners kind of want to follow you, follow your journey on social media, what's the best way to follow you? Uh, Probably on Twitter. Um, I think it's such a Sarah Tubby, very basic. Uh, yeah, that's that's probably where I'm most active in all things football. Excellent. And the killer Rebel Yell exclusive question. No, no Gina's exclusive question. <laughs> exclusive question. What is your favourite biscuit? Uh, digestive Thins. I'm such mm. a sucker for a Digestive Thins. thins. Ones. I've never they they were the bane this. of my life last year when I was working in Morrison's during the pandemic because the amount of times I had to stop them. You got any thin? <laughs> Tell you what... what few years ago at one of my old jobs every day I went through like a pack of digestive things how, how are you here playing football right now I do that, I do that <laughs> you don't, yeah you don't look like that that's it though that's that's the thing yeah. you're playing football all the time you just burn it straight yeah, there you go. I don't think I think I'm a bit past it to play football now um, there we go digestive things that's the first one we've had of those yeah and I guess the last the killer question this is the rebel yell question not Gina's question who are you going to nominate to come on here next month Oh, I'm going to nominate Kiwi Price. There we go, Kiwi. Listen out because you're coming on next. (laughs) Sarah, thank you so much for joining us and uh, we'll see you very soon. Uh, Thank you. Take care. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Right, I think we're going to have to introduce you now as a man of many talents, Stu, aren't we? So, uh, Stu Evans joins us. I'm not even going to list your job roles anymore because you've got so many around the club. But right now, as we speak, you say you're washing kit and doing work. So, as again, multi-talented. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. Thanks. Thanks for um, popping on and speaking to us tonight. Um, as we said earlier, unfortunately, the men's team busy. Hinch has been very busy this week, so I couldn't speak to him. So what, what's the camp like at the moment with everything that's gone on with these stupid postponements of fuel and then uh, postponements of the FA Cup? It must be quite frustrating because the lads seem to be on a bit of a roll. Yeah, mate, just, yeah, obviously keen to get back and play some football as quick as we can, really, to be honest with you. Obviously, yeah, got into a bit of a, a stride and a bit of a roll and then obviously the... The, uh, the fuel um, crisis hit and then um, obviously FA Cup replays had to be played. So, yeah, a bit bit frustrating, mate, but it, it, it kind of is what it is, isn't it, really? You can't really, can't really cry about it too much. Just got to no. keep, keep training and look forward to Saturday, really. Have you managed to keep your fuel intact? <laughs> mate, I've been, to be fair, I've, I've managed to find fuel where I've got. Yeah, I've topped up, I think, two or three tanks over the last week or so because obviously I do a yeah. lot of 
work. So, yeah, no, I'm all good, mate. All good. It's not been too bad. It's just people being crazy and uh, queuing for those silly petrol stations and then causing problems for everyone else. But it is frustrating when you see some of the fixtures that got postponed. I mean, Horsham postponed, or Leverhead postponed Horsham's one. But Horsham, Leverhead, what, 25 minutes apart? There were teams in Kent that were, I think, 12 miles apart that said they were postponing. So I think it was maybe a little bit of an excuse because there were some big FA Cup games this weekend, which obviously brings money into the club. Um, but frustrating for us. Yeah, I, I, part of my belief is that as well, mate, to be quite honest with you. It's and just got to get on with it, mate, really. And uh, yeah, yeah. The worst we could be having six to eight months out of football and not, not having any water yeah. at all. So we're straight back into it Saturday. So yeah. I think that's what it is, though, is it? We were saying that the, the problem is is that we've missed football so much and we thought, oh, God, there's not going to be any postponements again. And we didn't think COVID's not postponing it this time. It's blooming hysteria in the press and uh, the public down south causing it. So, uh, fingers crossed that's the last we see of that and the last of postponements this season. I have no doubt there'll be something else that pops up. <laughs> we'll just hope the league won't give them an excuse to postpone it or cancel it, but we'll move on from that. Um, what, have the, what have the guys been uh, doing in the last sort of couple of weeks? Because it's been, what, nearly... Was it nearly two weeks without a game by the time we play on Saturday? Yeah, so we trained Tuesday, Thursday, um, as per the norm. No no different there. Um, short session on Thursday because the youth team had their FA Cup uh, game against Hastings. Um, and then uh, had an in-house game with a few of the youngsters um, and the whole of the first team squad on Saturday. And then, yeah, back into it tonight. Um, tonight being Tuesday for, for training again. So, yeah, nothing's really changed, mate. Nothing, they've had no time off. Um, no. Just straight back into training and, and working as hard as we can, really. Yeah, I guess I guess that some of the players must be feeling the same frustration that we have as fans as well. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. We just want to play football. Yeah, exactly. That's it. So, um, talk about the youth. Obviously, the youth have gone through uh, to the next round of the FA Cup, beating Hastings two one uh, this past week. Great, great result for them. Um, Moon in the camp. I know you obviously you're you're more concentrated on the under sixteen side, but those under eighteens uh, must be happy, and the under sixteens looking up, thinking, well, they're they're doing something up there. Yeah, definitely, mate. Yeah, there's, as I said in previous podcasts, there's a lot of talents within within the club and all the way from 14s. I was with the 14s on Sunday morning, some good players there. Um, with the 18s last night, some very good players there as well. And we, we missed a few last night against, um, uh, missed a few players uh, through injury and resting against Free Bridges mm-hmm. last night and still won um what was it three nil last night so yeah it was it's there's they, they were very obviously happy and it's, it's big for them as, as youngsters it's the fa youth cup they're, they're all dreaming of kind of big ties against man united and that for everyone down there. So what, what round is it now at the moment? What what because it's so confusing with the FA Cup down at our level. You always lose what qualifying round, what this, that, and the other is. What is it for the actual FAU Cup at the moment? First past the first qualifying round, do we? Um <laughs> With the youth, I think that was the the third qualifying round last uh, on Thursday night. <laughs> Might be wrong there. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, the lads are very happy, very happy. Well, they've done they've done better than the first team men's team anyway already, as you say. When do we ever get past the first qualifying round? But um, you see that in the women's team, both in the next round of the cup. As um, when's the draw for the uh, youth cup coming ahead? I have n- absolutely no idea, mate. I wish it would just, just be sprung on us, won't it? Like <laughs> it would be. Yeah, I have no idea, unfortunately. Um, but um, yeah, I, I think it has already been drawn. Actually, saying that, I think we've got Aylesbury or someone on those lines. Oh home. really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it'll be announced by the club. Um, I'm probably not the best person to come to for pictures. Probably so complete. But yeah, no, it's. Um, it, I'm sure whatever team it is, we'll we'll give them a good test match. So. Yeah, no, and and obviously they've, if the players are thinking about the goal of the future already, and thinking about going to uh, where they want to play teams like Man United in their youth and everything like that, and some of these um, other academy teams, it'd be a pretty good goal to do, and I'm sure they'll give it all on the pitch, won't they? Yeah, no, hundred percent, mate. They're they're uh, so obviously they're, they're kids. It's the FA Cup. They're 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 really excited and, and buzzing to be playing in it, mate. So yeah, they're good. They're all hundred percent. And have there been any more games of note or um, anything of note coming up in the youth setup uh, that's uh, good to tell the listeners? Um, not so much, mate. Really, I think the um, we've uh, with the 16s one particular. Uh, well, say 16s is we need to get into the mindset. I need to get in the mindset of saying 18s because we're playing in an 18s league. So with the, with the 18s, I I, I kind of look after and support. Where um, we've had a couple of weeks off, unfortunately. Um, one just through- due to the same things or. Yeah, no, Waterlog pitched last Saturday, um, and then which I think was more of an excuse than anything. And then um, the week before, I think it was a, a cup game um, that we weren't involved in. So, um, so yeah, we've had a couple of weeks off, which is a shame because we we beat um, 
Jesus Christ, we beat a team. We beat a team. <laughs> You know, I'm so bad, mate, with names. And t- we beat uh, we beat someone seven 0 the other Sunday. Um, and uh, everything that it's been quite a hard start to the season with the boys. To be fair, they they it's, they're getting used to obviously playing up a league, um, playing up against some real physical players, having to obviously rely on their technical side to get them through games. And and they they've been they, they've struggled to a point to, to get get used to how we want them to play, uh, when to drop in, when to make their runs, when to press high, all that type of finer detail, which we we, tr- we should try to get in during the youth team sessions like like tonight, training sessions. And they, they've been struggling with it, but but doing OK, if that makes sense. They're, they've not been absolutely destroyed, but but I could slowly see it was coming to fruition. Like there was moments, say, 10, 15 minutes of games that we were going, actually, yeah, this is how we want to play football. And then all of a sudden, um, a couple of weeks back, um, it, everything just clicked. Everything just clicked in terms of how we we want them to play out of possession in possession possession um it's pretty much how the first team play all the first mm. team all the way down to the 14s it's the same ethos the same mentality the same kind of setup everything that we do um so obviously it gives them a better kind of footing for when they go up higher um from 14s yeah. 15s 16s etc so yeah it came to fruition man it was good it was it was really good um it's nice to see and um which was frustrating that unfortunately we've now had a couple of weeks of weeks off because it would be nicer to, to keep that momentum going but yeah this one well that's the thing i think we're going to find that because i mean you look at the weather today or last night it's uh it's flooded everywhere and you know in the south of england like the m25 and the m23 is all closed and i think this is the time of year we start dreading because you know the, the last minute cancellations for any of the teams and and this is going to happen but especially when you're on a run and a run that especially teams like the first team needed after that sort of quite poor start in august and it gets stopped by um, cups and and weather. It makes you think. I wish we had played a few more games on Tuesday nights earlier on in the season to get some more under the belt, uh, which some other leagues have done. Um, it's going to be one of those frustrations, isn't it? Yeah, no, it is. It's just what it is, though, isn't it? It's football. I mean, it's yeah, league football. It's you you relying on on good pitches and three G pitches to get you through through the winter. And yeah, it just it is, mate. I mean, I I think we uh, we haven't started that badly at all, really. We started well. I mean, even in August, I think obviously yeah. getting. Not- the FA Cup and take the uh, take even Bognor game I thought we played really well um, even though yeah, we, we did yeah still played really well so you can go away with a smile on your face knowing that you, you've, you've done whatever you can in, in terms of trying to, to to win the game I think there's only been a couple of games this season that I'd go yeah that wasn't us um, FA Cup being one of them but I think it's, it's important not to jump on a not right. saying you are Anybody in particular jump on a, on a on a bandwagon that we're we haven't started the season that well. I mean, we're second in the league. Um, yeah, it's, it's a very competitive league. Everybody can beat everybody um, on the day, um, and you're relying on on your big players to turn up. And if things don't happen, it, it's it, you end up losing the game. So it's it's just it is what it is, mate. Really, but yeah, looking forward to Saturday. Yeah, I definitely think we did turn it around though. Like we we bounced back the best possible way as you say I think coming out of the FA Cup especially against Corinthians which everyone thought we should have beaten um, and getting the revenge in the league I think although it was a scrappy last minute penalty um, it did definitely give the lads a kick and a, a boost I think and fingers crossed um, we can take that into the Saturday and you know they've used the break to um, get back up there and get those three points and still climb the league I mean it's nice that we're still second after having a couple of weeks off as well yeah definitely mate I think as I said to you anybody can beat anybody um uh, if you look back at the end of the season and, and look at the, the games that we've won one nil, scrappy one one nils and, and still get promoted, I'll take it. Do you know what I mean? Those are the type of yeah. games that win you promotion. So uh, maybe the Worthing of old wouldn't have won those games one nil. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. there's all positive to look at when it with with those types of games. Yeah, I'd love to go and win games three, four nil comfortably, but in reality it's just not gonna happen. So um if you can uh, all the time. So if you, if you can win games one nil of last minute penalty, it, it's, I'll take it. Um, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, the boys were really they were buzzing after the game. Obviously, they know how how close it was, and 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 to a point, even though I think we deserved it. There was a couple of times Harrison might have saved us from memory. So they they realised that they they maybe got away with one, but mm-hmm. that three points three points at the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah, and that's what we all care about. A win's a win. Doesn't matter how it comes and uh, puts us up in the league. Um, talking last bit about the men's first team. Shaq Gwenge's left us obviously this month uh, to go back nearer to home. Uh, any, any particular reason why did he want to move back home? I don't know the ins and outs, mate. Really, to be honest, with you. um, yeah, I don't I don't like to get too involved with with transfers yeah. and wise players because it's a it's got nothing really to do with me. Yeah, and B, of course. 
up getting asked loads of questions and I, I feel like I'm, I'm quite honest and I feel like I have to say something. I mean, for me personally, um, from my own point of view, no one else's, I think Shaq would have been better staying here and just biding his time with us. I think he was very keen to sit out and play football. Um, yeah. And and I, I respect that, um, but I think he would have got that here if he just kept on biding his time. And, and I mean, at the end of the day, he was probably our best player in pre-season. Yeah, uh, that's true. By a long way. And, and, and then he just didn't start the season well. And I don't know whether that was confidence, whether that was something going on in his personal life. Obviously, I, I just don't know. But there was, it just didn't start the season, um, didn't start the season well. And, and it came back to, to bite him on the backside to a point. So, <clears throat> yeah, I, I think he would have been better off staying here. There's a player there. I mean, there's no one uh, at the club more that I would want. If he falls in big play behinds and someone mm. went on, Shaq's the man. He's got a really nice turn of speed and, and he's got a good finish on him. But... Yeah, I wish him all the best. And, yeah, um, we wish him well. We never, you never know. We might see him again down the line. We'll, um, we'll spot his shiny uh, jacket probably before we even see him first. I'm gonna miss him turning up to training on his electric scooter. Is oh, has sure. he got one of those as well? <laughs> it was, it was. It, we we found it funny. It was in the middle of August when it's boiling hot outside. He's wearing that big shiny puffer jacket. We're like, you're not hot in that. It's street cred, mate. Isn't it? Yeah, I know. It's something I don't have a clue about, mate. To be honest, so uh, I'm not down with the kids nowadays. Um, but Stu, as, as as we normally do, um, I always ask you: Is there any goss behind the training ground? Last time you wound me up and said you had been offered a job at Bogner. Have you got yeah. anything for? Have you got anything for us this month? Because I know you're so disappointed you weren't included on the last podcast. You should have been saving saving your bank up for this. Mate, I, I don't. I don't think. Yeah, um, no, I haven't got any goss for you, mate. There is nothing. Uh. Well, so, as yeah. we as we say, next month you have to have a gossip, even if it's starting you starting a rumor or something like that. It's starting a rumor, mate. Chinese uh, whispers. We're 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 quite an open and honest club at the end of the day, and I think if if there was anything going on that behind the scenes that we felt that the fans should know about, you'd 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 know about it. And now there's no there's no as far as I'm concerned, there's no there's no gossip, there's no players coming in. We've got Pinchy's got a really good strong group of players and. Uh, yeah, looking to build on last couple of weeks ago's result and pick up three points Saturday. That's as much as I can say, mate, really. To be yeah, well, we're looking forward to it and um, we'll speak to you again in November, Stu. So thanks for thanks for joining us. Stay safe, mate. Take care. Cheers, mate. Bye-bye. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. So thanks very much there to John, Sarah and uh, an extra bonus from the man of many talents, Stu himself. Coming up in October, for the rest of October, if we actually get some football, because I think hopefully the fuel situation is calming down a bit now. We've got Bishop Stortford at home, Kingstonian and Enfield Town away and Lewis at home. What are we thinking, guys? Pete, go on. Four out of four. Four out of four. Twelve points. You reckon Kingstonian top of the league, aren't they? So that's one versus two as it stands. Am I right? Or they've dropped down? Yeah, it's gonna be an interesting game. It's it's they're still top by three points yeah. on the same games because of the abandonment the weekend. Uh yeah. but you know what? I, I I I just I just think you know if we could get a run of games together, then we'll just start clicking a bit more. Yeah. Adam the boys know what Adam wants them to do. It's just they've got to go out on the pitch and then perform week in, week out. And playing like they did against Leatherhead. Yeah, and that's that's oh, where these postponements were a bit annoying because you know it looked like we were just starting to pick up a bit of momentum, and uh, you know, no game for a couple of weeks. Hopefully, that's not taken that away. That's it. You know, you got the momentum going. We seem to have got a run, and as you say, we got the three wins out of three that we played. Uh, one of them maybe a bit dubious, but Corinthians is a bogey team. I mean, I'm quite glad I can't go to the uh, Kingston again because I hate that ground. It's just something about that ground I hate. <laughs> and was it last time we went to Kingston and Pete? We got probably nearly banned from the press box. Yeah, well, you nearly had the rare of Ireland chaps there. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. during the COVID restrictions, and he got the hump in the... Because we'd we beaten were... them, we'd smashed them, didn't we? I think we, sm- uh, we sm- yeah, we smashed them four 0 and, you... and we wanted wanted to go and interview a player getting off the pitch, and one of their I don't know who he was, but um, I presume he's one of their board members had a bit of a stroppy at us. Well, because we went in the board at the box area or something, wasn't it? We went in the um, the, the, the director's area because <laughs> it's so different from the normal seat in there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you, weren't, you weren't wearing a tie. Well, if, if you go back to um, the showreel, James, you might be able to find the clip at the end. <laughs> you probably can hear me. You're going, yeah. all right, mate, calm down. <laughs> We're only trying to speak to him. <laughs> I didn't swear, which was good. But I just said, calm down, mate. It's only a commercial deer. I was the same saying. Um, so you're saying four out of four. Spencer, what are you saying? Uh, I'll go three three wins and a draw. Yeah. Um, oh, he's, not he's, he's not changing. He's not changing. He's, I know, but then, 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 then I can't be 
too disappointed, can I? So, you know, four <laughs> wins, that's, that's, that's a bonus, isn't it? I, 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 agree, but, I agree with you. I think three wins and a draw. I think that's what it'll be. Um, yeah, I'm not I think Lewis go will lost. be a tricky one. Well, oh, Lewis or Cray? What, what team? <laughs> do, you mean, <laughs> do you mean Cray, Cray Lewis Wanderers or Lewis Cray Wanderers? Yeah. Um, Mark yeah, two. I think that could be a tricky one at home. Yeah, I think it will be a it will that will be a tricky one. A good atmosphere because uh, South and that will have a good gate, which will be good. Reckon uh, will we see over a thousand for that? I reckon we say nearly two thousand for that probably. Should be a big big attendance for that. And then hopefully will we have maybe a cup game in October? I'm I'm, I'm so out of the loop with when they play them. Are we going to have a Sussex Cup in the end of October or is it going to be November? <laughs> can't really work out and it's quite hard because we haven't got a season last year to compare it to yeah um i don't think we'll be around to the second round of the sussex but i do love a game under the the lights which is why i was gutted about hornchurch this week and uh you know not having the other games because it's it's so nice being under the lights yeah all these games as well that keep getting put back you know you could get to end up with them when it's some freezing cold tuesday night yeah in the rain (laughs) (laughs) in privacy yeah, I always go back to my minus five night at Mersfam and the pitch was just getting whiter and whiter. And you're like, and, and we, I think that game was only played because Mersfam won a good win at that time and they made the playoffs that season. But I don't think he should have been played, but there you go. But that was my, yeah, horrible minus five. It was freezing. <laughs> Yeah, it's not. It's not nice when it's like that. You need to get. You need to get your um, Parker jacket out and your flat cap again, Pete. It's starting to have those dark days again, aren't they? Well, I'm hoping someone's going to buy me a sheep, sheep, a sheepskin jacket. Are you taking a mic? I was. I went. I was in Bister Village Outlets the other day, and this is an outlet price. It was nearly fifteen hundred quid for one of those in one of the shops. I was like, Christ, Motti must have been minted back in the day. <laughs> exactly. Why do you think I don't have one? <laughs> Yeah, well, you, you could go, I could if I was flying to China still, mate. I could get you a fake one. We could say I don't know what animal it'd be made out of, but we could uh, we could make it uh, make you a motty jacket from straight from China. Maybe you have to get a Canada goose one instead. Maybe that's a modern day version of it. But we're going to sort of wrap it up there, and we've got an exciting month ahead. Maybe so because we could be by the next time we speak award winners. Now, when Worthing FC give us our trophy presentation on the pitch with bottles of champagne and all the beer we can drink, <laughs> we'll be running around Woodside uh, with our trophy. But no, it's um, it, as again, thank you for anyone that voted for us. It does mean a lot. Spence and Pete, don't let the side down because uh, I unfortunately can't go to the awards ceremony. They're going up next. Is it next Friday um, when we Thursday. speak? Third, next Thursday. Thursday. They're going to have a slap up meal and uh, wearing their finest tuxedos, I hope. And um. Just Pete, it's it's, it's, like, it's cocktail wear, cocktail, not okay. tuxedos. So, so what what cocktail wear are you wearing, then, Pete? Have you got a suit lined up, or is it trip to TK oh, Maxx this week? Oh, got nice, nice little black dress. I usually only get out on a Sundays. Ah, oh, I thought that was mine and your secret, not anyone else's. And <laughs> <laughs> Spence, Spence, the guy, the businessman. I'm sure you've got lots of dapper wear at home that you're going to be putting on, I and have, not not jeans dresses. Have my finest, I shall have my finest apparel. Yeah, there we go. But lads, enjoy yourselves. I'm sure it'll be a nice and bit of networking and sort of good for the future of the podcast. And, you know, if we don't win, well done to who does. But if we do win, we'll be milking it for the next 10 years. Yeah, so. well, it's, got, it's, got the, it's, got, it's got the name out there, hasn't it? I just need to ask Mark, the voiceover guy, to put now the award-winning Rebel Yell podcast. And then he'll have, to, he'll have to re-record that for us. He'll probably ask for a fee then, won't he? He's done it free of charge yeah. because, we, because we're going up in the world if that happens. He'll be like, no, I need a fee now, mate. You're taking a mick. But um, but you guys enjoy yourselves and um, we'll, um, we'll, we'll reconvene after hopefully another 12 points out of 12, as Pete says, at the end of... Uh, October, beginning of November, and then that's a depressing time. You think, bloody hell, it's nearly one month to Christmas or one and a half months to Christmas, and yeah, like, where's this year going again? No, it's not that. It does, that doesn't depress me. Well, Christmas depresses me, but it's just when it starts getting colder and colder. That's what I hate. As you said, it's those, those cold. What's it? Nothing better than a cold. You can't do it in a cold, wet trip to Brightlingsea on a Tuesday night. Yeah, we don't want one of those this year. No, we don't want one of those. Um, anything else from you guys? Anything from you? you normally, have a little thing to chip in at the end. No, not really. Oh, um, if you haven't seen it, Ellen Newman's goal against New Haven, thirty-five yard absolute screamer. If so, catch the highlights on YouTube. Is is that so, the um, Rebel a- Yell podcast um, blessing for her? Because obviously she interviewed, she scored that worldie. Is Sarah going to have one of those coming up as well? Well, you, you never know. You never know. But yeah, it's an absolute, it's an absolute thunderbolt. Brilliant goal. 
Yeah, fantastic. Uh, women's team on the up, men's team on the up, the youth teams on the up with all the uh, cups and runs. I think we're in a good period of the, for the club right now and uh, hopefully long may it continue and we don't see to eat our words back in at the end of uh, October. Yeah, and just look forward to a proper run of games. Get some yeah. football. There we go. Guys, um, it's been a pleasure again, once again. Thank you um, for listening and thanks to Spencer and Pete. You're here, Peter, and his dulcet tones every Saturday throughout October on rebelyell.live. Thank you to our sponsors, MK Window Cleaning and Nature's Health Box. And Pete's going to have his sign up on his box at Woodside Road, so go and check it out. Um, have you rearranged that other crowdfunder yet? Because he was meant to be doing it with you uh, against uh, Merston, wasn't he? Have you rearranged it yet? Uh, he emailed me, but I haven't had a chance to reply yet. Um, oh. But he led the game of his choice, basically. Out, so. yeah. So if, if yeah. you aren't, and, and, and we already had one crowdfunder on, and it sounded like you enjoyed it. It sounded like a natural peak. Uh, sounded better than you, dare say. But uh, we'll, we'll oh, get cheers. into that now. <laughs> Watch your back, nice, mate. The job's coming. <laughs> but um, no, it's... Um, lost, it, it, lost me job to Gina interviewing uh, John uh, Donahue. Oh, here he goes. Now I'm losing my commentary job. End it. Yeah. End it now. End it now. Here's <laughs> a, a violin out. Right. Yeah, it's, it's a violin. And on that bombshell, I think we'll leave it there. But uh, rebelyell.live, guys, for everything. Rebel WFCSA. Thanks to the Worthing uh, FC Supporters Association for making this possible as well as our sponsors. We will see you at the end of October with hopefully another 12 points and maybe first place in the league. But myself, James, Pete and Spencer, good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 